This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Zneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It was widely criticized as a gratuitous win for Vladimir Putin. Donald Trump went into today's summit calling the EU his foe and decrying his country's Russia probe as a witch hunt. So who's the friend and who's the enemy here? And Putin certainly won the war of the photo op, arriving late in a monster limo after keeping the president waiting. Did anything good come out of the much-hyped meeting? Well, Donald Trump said it did. Uh, He said during the the press conference afterwards uh, that uh, relations between the U.S., and Russia have never been worse, but he thinks that changed as of about 44 hours ago. So what do you think? Was that a good idea? What do you think? Uh, people were saying they were afraid of this one-on-one because there weren't any note-takers in the room. Uh there wasn't anybody who could agree on exactly what was said or what was not said. The feeling was that it was giving Vladimir Putin kind of a win going into it. Donald Trump said, uh, gee whiz, I don't have very high expectations for this. Uh, well, why do it if you didn't? The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 866 740 40. And uh, Bob Comsick, the other thing was, you know, Putin denied very vehemently that he had anything to do with election meddling. And Trump, I don't know, sounded to me like he agreed with that. Yeah, it seems on, on, as far as that topic's concerned that uh, he, Trump, uh, agreed with Putin and basically laughed it off uh, in terms of saying that uh, for them to have done something where the election is concerned and just, you know, in his usual manner, just kind of brushed it off. Okay, let's bring in Siraj Hashmi, who is with the Washington Examiner. Hi, Siraj, how are you? Hi, I'm good, Levy. How about yourself? Fine. So uh, I'm sure that you watched the news conference. What do you make of it? <laughs> uh, I mean, I said I was good before. I, I'm still like, it's very hard to process all of this at once. Because while it seems so incredibly predictable, at the same time, it seems so incredibly unbelievable. And I'm, I'm more on the side of being apoplectic with how the president performed. In fact, I would probably argue that this is the worst moment that I have ever seen President Trump perform on foreign soil. Um, it is it, it was reprehensible to even engage with Putin in this manner. And almost question every single U.S. institution that has put forth this, that put forth credible evidence that the Russians meddled in the 2016 election and sought to dis- sow discord in our dem- democratic process. 
and the fact that Trump just brushes it aside and say, you know what, he vehemently denied it, and I got to take him at his word, as opposed to you know literally going in and uh, giving him the New York salute and saying, you know, I'm done with this. Like it's 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 incomprehensible just how ridiculous today is. Okay, and we bring in Professor Emeritus Bernie Wolf. Do you agree with Siraj that he said it's reprehensible what Donald Trump did? And, I mean, wow, he was talking about Hillary's email servers. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's reprehensible. Yes, I don't even know have words for this. Um, to make a performance like that, to talk about the um, Clinton emails, when he should be talking really about foreign policy, and using this as a forum um, in front of the world um, to discuss his campaign and that he won it fairly and squarely. It's unbelievable. Uh, Siraj, do you think that it will be perceived as unbelievable in the United States? Do you think this will have any impact on his supporters? Oh, absolutely. I'm already seeing an impact from a lot of his base we're either remaining silent or are jump, jumping off the Trump chain, uh, train completely. You know, there's, uh, uh, I think there, there have been some conservatives who kind of, uh, who were hesitant to throw their support behind him during the 2016 election. And you kind of, they kind of warmed themselves up to him over the last year and a half with, you know, the appointments of, you know, Gorsuch to the Supreme Court. And now they have Brett Kavanaugh, so they can say, you know, at least they have, like, you know, Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, um, should you know Kavanaugh go through the Senate and be able to uh, get confirmed to the Supreme Court? Now I'm seeing you know people are just saying this is the. Ab- I, I mean I'm not the only one, on uh, not only in conservative media but conservatives in general saying this is this is one of the worst moments they've ever seen. Not only just an American uh, you know President Trump, but an American president handle themselves on foreign soil, and it's it's uh it's it's. Th- I'm having a hard time discussing it because there's so many words to be said about it. I'm hearing hearing that in your voice. Can you you give us some some names of other conservatives who are uh, throwing in the towel over this? Well, you have Senator Lindsey Graham, who uh, is advising, you know, this is one of the, you know, bad moments of his presidency. I mean, this is, you have uh, former Congressman Joe Walsh, who uh, was, you know, also a pretty proud supporter of Donald Trump. Both of them seem to be, you know, Joe Walsh, she's off the Trump train. You know, Lindsey Graham, who has, you know, com- he campaigned against Trump during the primaries. He kind of dropped out early in the race. Um, he was trying to warm up to him in the Senate, and I think he is, you know, on the fence right now, if not completely off the Trump train. It's, it's, um, it's a really bad day for U.S. politics. And I know Trump says a lot of words, and, you know, words that he tries to trigger everyone or make everyone go crazy or freak out. Like, this is just a bad moment for U.S. diplomacy abroad. It is not doing us... It is, it is the type of apology tour that Trump accused Obama of going on in 2009 in the Middle East. This is the type... This is an apology tour to the Russian Federation, and, and I don't... I. I doubt anyone will forget this, t- this kind of day. 
And Bernie, uh, is this possibly some kind of turning point? At the beginning of uh, Trump's presidency, his approval ratings were very low. Recently, we saw them skyrocket, especially among Republicans. Is this some kind of turning point to uh, get that trajectory going in the other direction? Well, I certainly hope so. Um, A performance like this by an American president is absolutely, you know, um, mind-boggling. You know, basically he allowed Putin to say that, you know, Russia is the democracy. Um, You know, just in every case he gave Putin the opportunity to sort of win the points. Uh, I hope that the American electorate can see that, that basically, you know, Putin, you know, if you had to call this a debate, um, there was no debate um, because, um, you know, they kind of saw eye to eye. You know, basically he rejected uh, his intelligence um, network and, you know, said, I believe Putin. Um, you know, things like that are, are just hard to imagine. You know, and some of the other, you know, things he said in terms of uh, foreign policy and after lambasting his um, allies, um, you know, calling them the foes and basically here, you know, jumping up to Putin. Uh, I, you know, was beyond words, honestly. Well, um, I get certainly... How it affects the electorate, I don't know, but anybody who's thinking uh, clearly is um, not to say they're turned off, but they're totally dismayed. Uh, and Siraj, you know, uh, the conservative, the conspiracy, among the conspiracy theories circling, and that have always circled, is uh, that that Donald Trump or his camp, uh, Donald Trump is in the pocket of the Russians. Is, does that make that uh, a little more likely? Uh, that's tough to say. I don't really give any credence to conspiracy theories. I do think that there is something that uh, deeply it, that, that Trump holds deeply. Whether whether the Russians have something on him, I have no idea. I can't speak to the the, the, the credibility of that or legitimacy of it. What I can say though is that Trump seems to have uh, an admiration for strong men like Vladimir Putin because he and he's trying to do everything he can to kind of be subservient to that type of personality and essentially getting good with them. And I understand if there's an idea, you know, that Trump is following this model of keep your friends close, but keep your enemies even closer. You know, this is, it doesn't really feel like that at all. It feels like he is appeasing to whatever Putin wants, because there might be something that Trump, that Putin has as compromising of Trump or compromising of the United States. And it, and I know that's kind of giving into conspiracy theories, but it, I don't know how else to explain this press conference we just saw today. It's it's utterly unbelievable. And so when you see something like that, you think, what else could possibly be possible? And that's it's it's going to take a while for I think. And and the fact that it's a Monday of all times is going to last at least the the rest of the week. If it doesn't, you know, <laughs> if we don't get into another war or something like that, I have no idea. This is gonna. This is a. If the midterm election was tomorrow. You know, Republicans would be out of Congress, both the House and Senate. I mean, the only saving grace for the GOP is that the midterm elections isn't until November. 
Bernie, what do you think of that? And also, what, what's the implication uh, for the Mueller inquiry? We have uh, very little time left here. Well, for the, for the Mueller inquiry, I mean, I think it will just go ahead. And basically to, again, call it a witch hunt in front of the Russians, which suggests that, you know, the U.S. doesn't know what it's doing. And basically then praising um, Russia is, um, you know, absolutely um, nonsensical. Um, and, and it just, you know, really talks about making America great. Um, well, here he's really, you know, saying, you know, we don't know how to run our own affairs. I mean, in the U.S. doesn't. Okay, well, uh, we are out of time on this, but as Siraj said, this thing is not going away. It just wrapped up as we were going to air, and uh, we'll see what the fallout is going to be. And that's all the time we have for Fight Back for today. Thank you so much to Siraj Hashmi and Bernie Wolf. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.